Welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Greetings everyone. We're so happy to be here. (laughs) That's true. Yes. And it's Wednesday. It means it's heart of the ocean. Our heart of the ocean today and relationship expert Jamie's here. Hey hey, y'all. And... We're talking about minute 23 today. Oh, we're here. It's not even happy hour yet, but we're ready. Uh, we're talking about minute 23. In this minute, we meet Rose and Cal, and I think, you know, we're beginning a relationship here. We have Jamie here. We're ready to go. Our first zany minute, I believe. That's right. Thank you, Jamie. It is our first zany minute. A movie full of them. This is like when you're you're at prom. And the quarterback comes in with his date. You can tell she just hates him. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Body a lot, lot of stuff here. Also, uh, you you also need to note that uh, Cal insists that they unload by all the third class passengers. Because I'm sure that there was a separate uh, loading area or boarding area for the first class passengers. Yeah, the sure. guy tells him that. Yeah. <laughs> and it pays him off. The white zone is for loading and unloading only. <laughs> but I'm sure Cal's like, no, no, I want to rub it in their faces. No, no, no let's let's show it off here. Come okay. on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Cal a little bit right now. There's Go gonna for be it. so much of this in this movie. It's <laughs> gonna <laughs> be so mad. Hold on, hold so on. Many Billy Zane defenses. So far in the movie, and this is the one minute we sort of see if Cal and Rose interacting, not knowing the rest of the movie. Doesn't Cal seem like a way nicer guy than Rose does as a person? Well, I mean, he's he's nice is a relative term, but he's like clearly trying to demonstrate his wealth. Like that's that's one big thing about this minute that we're supposed to get out of it is that Cal is a wealthy guy. He's a good tipper, Jamie. <laughs> no, <laughs> like there is so many <laughs> there's so many ostensible demonstrations of wealth. He's got the top hat. He's got the the tip, as as you might call it, Rob. Uh, he's got the pocket watch. He's got the cane. He's got the fancy suit. Like that's the main thing we're supposed to get from this is that Cal is a guy who's got a lot of money, and he is to be respected, and he gets his way. He also has a man. Good yes. sir, <laughs> does have a man. He has Spicer Lovejoy, one of the all-time great names in cinema history. I would argue. It's up there. <laughs> um. Well, but real quick though, right away, you know, mm-hmm. Rose gets out and she's just she's just unimpressed by the Titanic, just like ugh. Sounds I don't like see someone what... we know, doesn't it? Like, yeah, guys? sure does. <laughs> she Joe also and Rose. She, she one also the same. Rose also sees some fireworks and says, "Oh, good." <laughs> <laughs> but she's right away. She's just totally unimpressed. We all we know so far of Cal is he, you know, tells that he tells that guy like, "Hey." You can do this all. Here's a bunch of money to make it worth your, you know, worth your time. And he jumps right at it. He's got Spicer Lovejoy who comes in here, um, played by the great David Warner. Let's, David let's Warner. not forget that. Who does yes. an excellent job. So, do we want to talk about David Warner now? I have I have my two fun facts about David Warner I could share now. 
Uh, I was just going to say that he is always uh, fun to watch. Uh, I, I think I most associate him with The Omen, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think of his voice more than anything else. Oh, He's yeah. Great voice. Super, super distinct voice. Um, and the two things I think of him as a voice actor would be he's in Gargoyles as the Archmage. Oh. And in the Batman animated series, he played Ra's al Ghul. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So David Warner. There we go. Yeah, I'm just, you know, Time Bandits, Tron, uh, Star Trek Six. He was uh, Bob Cratchit and the, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol. Oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, ton of stuff. Um, not a great guy in this movie as Spicer Love Lovejoy. Well, he has a job and he does his job. <laughs> he's just following orders. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. He's <laughs> Yeah. Man has, he well, has a code. He'll look in every hen house on Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> he d- he does not care whether you're innocent or guilty. He was hired to do a job and he's going to do it. Yeah. The the other thing I want to keep track of as we go through this Joe, if you could put this on your chalkboard, that would be great. Um, Got it. Cal says that the the ship is unsinkable. He says that twice. Yeah. We should count how many times people mention how I unsinkable. Do, I do want to see, see a number, like especially the first, like when we're getting introduced to the ship, that is hammered in over and over and over. It's funny because the ship actually does sink later. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, is that the irony? Is that is that what that is? Yeah. It's like I, they had to remind the audience. I know you guys know it sinks, but just so you know, people didn't think it was going to sink. Like, I mean, yeah, of course they didn't. Can I pose a question? <laughs> pose it. Yes. Uh, uh, how many times, or which movie is a line repeated more often? Titanic with the uh, reminder that it cannot sink, or the reminder and over the top of how many times that it is double elimination? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too bad the Titanic wasn't double elimination. It'd still be up. <laughs> uh, also, I I have I Joe, I don't want to like I don't want to use all my notes right away. So I'll, I'll let you guys jump in on this on this whole. Oh cowl. yes, please uh, save some of your precious <laughs> gems for later in the podcast. Oh my god, we got to put up a paywall for the good stuff. <laughs> uh, this will be rest of Rob's insight will be Patreon only. <laughs> So, one thing I'll, I'll jump in then. <clears throat> on on rewatching, like for this minute specifically, actually, I realized that when I first heard Rose's line is like, uh, "It's not that much bigger than the Mauritania," or something, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I think when I first watched it, I thought that to me she came off as like this sort of snotty rich girl type of thing. But now, being an adult and having been in relationships, I realize that this is a classic, I'm unimpressed with this thing that you're really excited about tactic. That sort of... You're um, dragging me on this boat. Yeah, yeah that, the psychological warfare that happens in relationships. Yeah, um, like when, when Rob just talks about how is, many downloads we have and, and his yeah. wife is just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, kind of, so yeah. Jamie, what you're saying, this is the 1912 Ikea, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you really do you you want that? Like, is that we sure? <laughs> yeah, it's not much bigger than the Hermes. <laughs> That's one of the names of the uh, the pieces of furniture. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. I 
I think you pronounced that wrong, actually. Uh, imagine it? that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would I pronounce it? What, how is it spelled? I, I, H-E-R- I'm confident. <laughs> H-E-R-M-E-S. Uh, Hermes. It's probably supposed to be a play on Hermes. Yeah, or Hermes, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Hermes. Her- you said Hermes. The only way you could mispronounce it completely. <laughs> I connected a lot with Cal in that moment. Um, I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but where someone that you're in a relationship with, you are maybe not even necessarily proud of the thing, but she finds out that it bothers you, that you either aren't the best at it or that you are like slightly insecure about it. Oh man, and she just getting keeps bringing. <laughs> yeah, maybe real experiences are 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 based on this this little notion here. But like, I feel, for, I feel like I need a copay right now. <laughs> 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 no, but like the thing, and and this is so, and I feel so, I feel so. Uh, insecure and even mentioning it but i'm going to it's fine um i was dating a lady and she was making a comment she's not from wisconsin and she was making a comment how the people where she's from are taller than the people in wisconsin what yeah (laughs) (laughs) right like it's absurd it's it's crazy and then she kind of alluded to the fact that i'm short and i'm like i'm not short like i'm i'm above average i'm 5'11", for those of you that don't know me. That's actually uh, pretty tall. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that's, like, it's not six foot. Like, that's, no, there, there is definitely. six foot. There, <laughs> thanks, Rob. <laughs> Literally <laughs> not. <laughs> you have to be an inch taller than you would be six foot. Like, I you're am. You're only 5'11", Jamie. If you're an inch taller like I am, you would be yeah. six foot. If you're two yeah. inches taller like oh, I am, you'd okay. be six one. All right, all right, we get it. We get it. <laughs> I, I too, am six one. So. Okay, really? Oh, Jamie. man, it's amazing we can even see Jamie. <laughs> Did Rob find a, a, a microphone small enough for your tiny hands to hold while you record this? <laughs> hold on, Barely. Pull up the... <laughs> um, so we've got this Lilliputian guest, Jamie, here to tell us. It's uh, bring your child to podcast day. <laughs> oh, man. I, I got this high hey, chair just Rob's, for Jamie um, to be here. So a little bit of Hollywood <laughs> trivia. Jamie actually got to start in show business as one of the Ewoks. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a bad gig. That's, that's very, very on trend right now. I bet. But so she. So, uh, so you're 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 telling us about your Amazonian fetish. Go on. <laughs> no, she's not even that tall. She was like five two, five three, and she like then I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not that short. Where's she from? Docks her. <laughs> well, which region? We don't need she's to get an too ant. specific. And she she's from Kansas. What? Yeah, right. Like, how much bigger than, than she has can nothing be? else to be proud of being from Kansas. <laughs> yeah, very I true. Mean, probably, yeah, it's, it's true. We're sorry, yes. Kansas. Yeah, yeah. No offense <laughs> to all the Kansas listeners, but like, so then for the rest of the time, she would make references to my height, and now it's like a thing that I have to defend, and it's like I'm not even that obsessed with my height, but because she could keep bringing it up, I then had to defend it, like. God couldn't even sink this ship. I am above average height. That's essentially Cal and I. I, I empathized a lot with Cal in that moment. Is this and the best way the best ideals? way to fix that is to protest loudly <laughs> and often. Oh, good. That's how you I show them you're not mad. Yep. Or you turn it on them and you find a fault in them to expose. 
Oh, that always works. Yep. Yes, that's right. The filing cabinet. You have to uh, keep that. I did some real time research. And uh, if you are 5'11", you are in the top 71.8 percentile. Okay. And the, are you not going to tell me what percentile you guys are in? Uh, I mean, C's get degrees. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no need. It's just brutal. <laughs> You're right. They do. They do. Oh. Thank you. I'll take oh. it. <laughs> oh, wow. So you, you, you can understand how, you know, Cal feels about her insulting the ship. Yeah. Oddly related to size. I don't know if this is a male thing. Um, no, I'm sure it's not. No, probably not, right? There's no insecurity based around size. It's uh, the nope. motion of the ocean and the icebergs in it. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moral of the Titanic, guys. Come on. Oh, man. It's not how big you are. It's how deep the ship goes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Wait, no. That's, it's... Uh, uh. It's how e- it's how easily Bill Paxton can get inside you. Do, doing a little bit of research here, a little research. Um, it is believed that Minnesota has the tallest people in the United States. Oh, and uh, the Upper Midwest, by and large, tends to have the average, the highest average height. So she had no idea what she's no talking idea. about. No, no idea. No idea. Man, unbelievable. Does God. it? Does it give any reason for the tallest people being in Minnesota? Heavy Scandinavian ancestry. Oh yeah! All right. Yeah, I got I got some Scandinavian in me. I'm yeah, of a percentile. Do. I'm sure that girl doesn't have any in her anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I hope she's she's probably not listening. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Um. So, um, Rose packs way too much. Yeah. <laughs> Is that she, the more? <laughs> so it's obviously been with her her entire life. Is that she brings too much stuff? Yes, a lot of baggage. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what the maybe that's what we're supposed to get about. I mean, this. so this is okay. I don't want to keep harping on old Rose, but like I get young Rose. She goes to Titanic. She's coming back to America. I get the whole. They're moving. Deal she, They're not just like. Would, yeah, yeah. She should have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But why does old Rose bring a bunch of stuff? It doesn't make any sense. Is that is that the other like theme of Titanic Minute? <laughs> Just harping on old Rose. Well, we don't think she's. We think she, it's a different Rose. Oh, yeah. uh, we're we're dubious of her story, and mm-hmm. she's also old and disgusting. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I have some. Maybe Jamie can help us work out the the basis of their relationship now oh, I'd, because, I'd be happy to help okay so we are in southampton england yes and rose and cal both are american right we know rose is american cal is, is, is philadelphian yep. that's yeah. right so what was or what were the circumstances of what were they both doing in england was Cal there on business, and do we know what his business is? And we have Rose and her mom, who we found out find out later are basically in debt. And they're like are, escaping bad debt too, aren't they? Yeah, so they're just they're just in Europe looking for a sugar daddy, right? I, I yeah, think I, so. 
I, I can get too. I don't know why they found an American guy there, though. I, I mean, maybe it was just coincidence. Uh, I mean, they probably just took the first guy who was rich. Well, and you, I, I've found in my experiences when you're abroad, you kind of regress to a simpler identity of sorts. And so maybe while they are abroad, they can both be like, oh, we're American. We get on so well. Maybe just kind of throwing that out there. They, that, that they bond over being America. And then when they get back, they don't have much in common. Yeah, exactly. There's from when they're in Europe, there's like a sort of commonality that they share and an understanding and they can poke fun at the way Europeans do things. And that's kind of like the common ground that they share while they're kind of courting and forming their relationship. It's a good point. Kind of like when Keanu and Sandra are on that bus with the bomb on it, they can't <laughs> slow down and they yep. bond over being on the bus. That has to be at a certain speed in the movie Speed. Exactly. Yes, that movie. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't think we really know entirely, but I think that theory of yours, Jamie, makes sense. They, they you know, bonded about being Americans in Europe and now they're going to go back and marry. Right. Although- I, think, I think I have a question for that Joe can best answer. What line of work is Cal in? Um, he's in um, inheriting massive sums of wealth from his parents. <laughs> That's an important Which line is of work. The, the probably like the most uh, common line of work for the American upper class is inheriting <laughs> dad's money. If you can it, do that, it helps. It, yeah, it, in many ways, it is the most American thing you can do. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I think he's a banker or Wall Street guy of some sort. Right? I wanted to say steel. Is he a steel tycoon? I feel like he makes his money from gunning down, uh, <laughs> striking workers at his. His back father was a steel tycoon. In oh, yeah. maybe that's okay. okay. So yeah, he probably just inherited all the steel money. Mm-hmm. He's and born with a steel spoon in his mouth rather than. <laughs> spoon. Oh. What was he doing in Europe though? Was he just living it up? Was he? Living there, vacationing. He's probably vacationing. He's just staying there till the statute of limitations ran out. He Polanskied. Well, that actually that kind of segues. That actually wouldn't be any smarter of him with Rose then, because isn't Rose supposed to be seventeen? Yeah, she's like seventeen years old. Yeah, this was back before that was bad, though. That's, that's true. <laughs> that at, I age mean, was very different then. She was practically middle aged by those times. <laughs> yeah. So my one question I also have on here is 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 Spicer Lovejoy? He when he goes through all the luggage, he mentions rooms B fifty two, fifty four, and fifty six. Right. Uh, You're about to say something so stupid. I'm no, so I'm not. Worried for you. I'm, there's no love shack <laughs> joke in here. I promise. Yeah. So B52, 54, and 56. So one room is, I'm assuming, for Rose and Cal, right? Sure. One suite. Yeah. One suite is probably for her mom, Ruth, right? Mm-hmm. So is it just, does Spicer have his own room with all the handmaids? No. I, I would guess he's. It's for uh, the dog. It's for the dogs. I would guess he's in the, uh, not third class, but do they call second him class? Second class, or is there another term for it, like economy plus or something? I think it's just more like room business class. Titanic, not Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like? So then, what are the three rooms for? Or they each have their own room? So I I did a little research. I don't know if Rob. I don't know if you do research anymore. If that's not not what you're doing. 
Sometimes. We make stuff up. Okay. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> um, so B-52, 54, and 56 actually belonged to a real person. Um, oh. They belonged to Joseph Bruce Ismay. Oh, he was who the was, guy who's the White Star Line guy. He was director of the White Star Line and president of the International Mercantile Marine Company. Um, so they belong, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's a specific shout out to him because it sounds like he has a Wikipedia page dedicated to him. So I'm sure all of this is true. Um, it sounds like he was one of the proponents. I think he's the guy that has the mustache later on. Yep. He's the, tr- yeah. yep, he's the evil yep. mustache guy who yeah. hops on the boat, on the, on the lifeboat at the end. Oh, yeah, so that guy. Yeah. So it sounds like he's a real person and maybe the room choice that they put on that they put for um Cal and Rose and Rose's mom is just kind of a shout out to the fact that they did some research would be my guess because Why it, did he need three rooms? I Well, he was found on boat C apparently, so it fits in like with the timeline I I'm guessing that we would see later. I've only watched this minute by minute obviously. Um but I think he's just like a really rich dude with a mustache. Ultimately. No, no, he he's he's like in charge of the White Star Line, which is like yeah. runs Titanic. So he's like a huge deal. In fact, historically, he's blamed to some extent for not having all the lifeboats. Yeah, or not having more lifeboats. So he's a real. Yeah, he was kind of disgraced after Titanic, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Af- he actually sort of just disappeared and got really depressed and just disappeared from the world because I think he maybe felt bad because he should have maybe <laughs> um wow i didn't realize that was the rooms they mentioned that's really yeah, interesting Jamie, thank i you. found i found several websites that mention it so i'm sure it's it's got to be true and including encyclopedia titanica.org oh okay i had those as a kid <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh t- do do you either of you have anything else on this minute i do Oh, Joe, let's hear it. Yeah. I've got a question for our relationship expert. Oh. Uh, l- let what, me hear you. What makes Titanic such a great date movie? Oh. Because it seems too long to be a date movie. <laughs> what What is it? What, what is the power about that transcends that? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about size either. Um, I think it's... So you're right. It is like as a, and you're speaking like as a movie to go to with a date or to watch with a date, right? Correct. Yep. So I think it's long enough that in the beginning you're paying attention, and and Uh-oh. there's like enough stuff that's kind of engaging and and it's you know that's entertaining, and so you're both into it, and then about midway through you kind of stop paying attention. Um for whatever reason maybe you just you're spaced out for a little bit but then spoiler alert the ship starts to sink and everyone comes back to it and so there's there's a nice sort of bell curve effect to it in that everyone's there um there's some kind of like light moments there's some great lines in titanic and rewatching it that's what i realized like there are a lot of really good one-liners that are delivered and so there's some nice kind of memorability memorability that's not a word uh to kind of like call back on stuff and kind of have those shared references and kind of build that experience between you and the other person that you're watching with. But there's also no space that you can just sort of not pay attention for a while. Do a little so, ne- like for necking. Uh, w- w- I mean, that's one thing that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Does that yeah, make it pretty option. similar to passion of the Christ in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Pa- 
Okay, well, we just heard... I was going to ask what everyone's favorite date movies are, so we just heard Rob's. Um, Duff, you want to take a turn? When it's date night, what movie do you like to put on? Uh, Okay, actual real-life story. (laughs) Uh, The... The my college girlfriend, I think the first date we ever had was we went to go see Brian De Palma's Femme Fatale. Oh my! <laughs> I yeah. Oh no! My wife and I, our first date we went on, we went and saw Training Day. Oh my god! What? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a true story. Oh man! Well, and because, uh, well, I didn't have a car. Did you have a car at this time in college, Rob? No. Yeah. So just it's like U Square. Yeah. This was in the before <laughs> time when you couldn't stream movies, and it was like, oh, yeah. let's play in across the street. Oh, Femme Fatale. Let's go see that. <laughs> that that's a thing let's, to do. Let's bit Torton and chill. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what about you? Have you had any uh, any uh, memorable dates uh, at a movie that probably wasn't a great date movie? Um, I I think that like one. Like, this speaks to my, like, sort of hopefully somewhat cured at least, like, narcissism and and brain derangement. But I always like to watch High Fidelity with girls. Oh. And then I'd just be like, I, obviously, the subtext of it is... That like, guy is just cool. Put, yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's just the subtext is like, oh, see, just put up with me for a while and eventually I'll get fixed. It'll be good. And everything is going to be fine. It'll and be- also, like... <laughs> <laughs> just so stupid so dumb uh i I also used to like to watch annie hall which is also actually a terrible date movie and now obviously any problematic movie is probably quite problematic yes too. problematic yeah. yes like I, I can't i don't it just speaks to how stupid i am that like all these like date night impulses i i have are also horrifically flawed but like even the like there are but I'm gonna defend the Annie Hall thing a little bit. Like there are some fun like like early in a relationship date moments that are memorable, like with a lobster and stuff, you know. Yeah. Mm. Then they break up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually extremely stupid to watch. Um Don't make it to the end. Take Jamie's advice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Oh, yeah. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Um ask Jamie what mm-hmm. What were your experiences with Titanic in the theater or around oh. the time it came out? Oh, yeah, man. when were you ready to go back to Titanic? <laughs> I remember, like, I remember watching it. I remember, gosh, who did I go with? I think I remember, I think I went, yes, I did go with a lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think her name was... Mom. Gross. <laughs> Grandma. Actually, yeah, maybe. No, no. <laughs> no, I remember it being so packed. Um and it was in like a very awkward stage in terms of relating to women, girls at that point. Which you're past now, right? Yeah, I'm totally past. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm not awkward at all. Um, and there was the the scene in the car later mm-hmm. with the steamy handprint, which I totally didn't understand at that point. Um, I still don't. <laughs> I just remember like thinking to myself, stare straight ahead. It's okay if you don't understand. Just keep staring straight ahead and trying to like look out the side of my eye to see like who else was staring straight ahead. Everyone else was staring straight ahead. It was fine. I think I made the right move. That's actually <laughs> what uh, that's what women on dates with Jamie do now. You just focus. Just stare straight ahead. Just stare straight ahead. Don't don't look at him. Don't make eye contact. Maybe he'll go don't away. Engage. Maybe it's fine. 
Don't engage. Do not escalate. He'll forget. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember the theater being packed. I remember not having great seats. Um, and I remember midway through having to get up to go to the bathroom because it was too long and I couldn't hold it for that long. Oh, uh, all right. Well, does anyone have anything else? Thanks, no, Jamie. I, I, um, if anybody Thank has any relationship-related questions, uh, send them in. We'll mm-hmm. see if maybe we get enough. We'll have Jamie do a little guest column and sinking feeling about those. Answer your questions. Oh, that's and a great any idea. questions? I, I don't know if I have good Jamie, answers, but I'm assuming he's willing to do it. Oh, I, I'm if very not, willing to. Do I'll it. write the answers <laughs> under Jamie's name, mm-hmm. and then attach them to any dating profile I have at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, thanks a lot for coming in here and discussing Cal and Rose's relationship. One last question: Do you think it will last? Oh, you know, at this point in the game, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes. That's where that's where my bet would be. A lot of optimism, Jamie. I like to. Yeah, like to <laughs> I'm, I'm an optimist. As you know, it's what I He's have to be right for now. those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> hoping. <laughs> uh, and we will be back uh, tomorrow with uh, minute twenty-four of Titanic minute. Um. Um.